Welcome to Black Business Reports, Episode 2. Your host, Martin Pratt. Week Black Biz Reports does Black Business News Headlines that you may not hear about anyplace else. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be joined by Auntie Donna Brown. And Donna is a um, former government attorney, also an attorney that specializes in intellectual property, and a mom, a wife, someone that has their own clubhouse. And we love when Auntie Donna Brown joins us because her perspective is definitely something that's appreciated. So our first news headline is going to come to us and it's a pretty significant one that's why I'm really excited to do this show every week because we have some doozies One United Bank many of you may not know there are only I believe is down to 19 black banks in America One United Bank is out of LA uh, Los Angeles preferred to be called and out of Los Angeles, it is the largest black bank in terms of assets and deposits and stuff like that, all that good finance information. Um, and so they are doing a deal with a company called Lendistry, which is a black owned, um, let's see, I don't see anything on here. Um, if you can, if you see us, uh, Auntie, if you're on stage, um, I don't see you. So go ahead and unmute, say something if you. I see your text to me, but I don't. That's weird. I can't hear you or see you. So um, I don't know. Did you open a different place? It's uh, weird. So go back to live. There you go. Now I see you. Maybe it was you were there was you were signing in. <clears throat> How are you there, Auntie Donna Brown? I am doing great, Martin. I am glad to be here. Excited to hear the the news for the day. And so we are going in top to bottom, and the first story is out of uh, California, L.A. One United Bank is a one of the largest. Or they say they they say they're the largest uh, black-owned bank in the country. They are joining with Lindstre, so like Ministry, but L-E-N-D. Lindstre, a black-led fintech company, to provide small business loans to One United Bank customers. Now this always gets interesting when someone brings out a different company to service their already existing customers. <laughs> so I guess because maybe One United is not equipped to offer loans to small businesses or finance working capital. Um, they said they began their relationship with Lendistry in 2020 with their Paycheck Protection Program and continue with their one transaction program, which I don't know what that is. But I do know one transaction discusses a podcast that encourages 
uh, Black Americans to focus on one specific transaction to close the wealth gap, such as business ownership, home ownership, savings and investment, uh, credit scores, wills, and insurance. Okay. Right. That's what I said, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally my thing, too. Like, all right, so one transaction is going to change our lives. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and they haven't updated their website. If you go to one transaction, the website is talking about stuff from 2021 financial conference. Um, I guess that they, well, there is some YouTube videos. So they did record it virtually. And I guess that is, can be used. I, I haven't, uh, ever seen anybody share these videos on um on linkedin and i'm curious to see you're out there in california what's your what's your take on um one united um i have to say i'm not familiar with this particular bank that's no reflection on the bank i'm just i'm just not familiar with this particular bank most people aren't well, and thank I was going to say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, you're not alone. <laughs> That's the yeah. thing. And yeah. as I headed over to their uh, LinkedIn, I wanted to see, you know, what exactly, uh, you know, it's a large, they say they're the largest black bank in America. They have 5,000 followers on LinkedIn and they're producing this new um, business uh, what, how should we call it? Business financial vehicle for in, in a in a in a loan form. Um, I would think that they would have a little bit more traction, and I said consistent. It's like you said, it's not necessarily a reflection on. It's not a reflection on the bank, quote unquote. Um, I will say that you, like I said to you before, there is definitely uh, other people. Who feel the same way as you do? Uh, they not aware this bank exists, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of content they have on their LinkedIn page. Just not a lot of people reading it. So um, that may be a challenge that they need to solve. I don't know that a podcast really solves that because uh, you got to get people to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that is true. That yeah. is big. Very true. And also, you know, I'm looking at the article, and so it looks like Lindustry is um, a black-led um, fintech, uh -huh. which is, you know, a little different than just a traditional lender. Right, right. And um, and and the fintech space. Um, it's been around for a while, but my understanding is that's when you start to try to provide services in a niche area. And so, uh, whereas a bank usually is going to be a little bit broader in terms of its customer base. Yep. So, but, but this is interesting to me because even though I haven't heard of One United Bank, I see that their mission is to close the racial wealth gap. That's pretty good. Um, that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what to really think about this one. I think, um, and then the whole concept with the one transaction program. Now, uh -huh. 
I'm, I'm really trying to understand that because that's not consistent necessarily with a bank either. What's your thought on that? I've never heard of that concept that one transaction can, can change your life. Now, obviously we're talking about winning the lotto. Martin, they didn't no. say that. They didn't say that. Well, so you know what? And I'm glad we are having this conversation this week because I definitely, um, I love this. So I'm, I'm, we're going to do a, a hybrid show. I'm going to be filling the dishwasher while we talk. That's actually a thing. There's actually a podcast for got for people who fill the dishwasher and have conversations. <laughs> so we're going to see. But I, I am excited to talk to someone that really gets how to do marketing as a, as a business. Because I was trying to figure out you know, this Tiger Woods commercial that came out and it says it has a, a black uh, gentleman on there who has a grill. He puts a grill in his teeth, you know, so I should say black, I mean, chocolate uh, complected. And he's on a, he's on a golf course and he's on a, in a golf court and he is saying, listen, would you do this? Would you open a door? Would you do this? Would you make sure of this? Would you play with only one leg? You know, I was like, okay, tough, tough guy. Tiger is tough. You're implying, you know, Tiger would, is taking uh, steps to do things. Like, okay, cool, cool, cool beans. Um, <laughs> at the end of the commercial, it says, Tiger would, get it? You know, Tiger would, W, uh, that's what it says, Tiger, W-O-U-D, right? I'm uh, sorry, O-U-D-L, uh, O-U-D-L. O W O U L D, sorry. And then of course his name is Tiger Woods. So or Tiger Woods. But the inflection is that Tiger would do things that me or you probably wouldn't. Possibly. <laughs> so True. you see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see where I'm going with it. So <laughs> that immediately made me think about Steve Stout. And Steve Stout did this thing with Sprite about LeBron drinking a soda. Okay. And at that point in LeBron's life, he was definitely not drinking sodas. He was like the opposite. <laughs> You're right. Bright fired Steve Stout after that came out because um, the tagline was something that these little kids, and I say little kids, I mean it was 12 and 13, they made fun of on Snapchat. Because it was something that kids say to each other. It's supposed to be supposed to be very hip and very, you know, today. I don't remember the exact time my wife does. But when I saw that, I was like, ooh, them kids gonna eat this up. Because he wasn't being authentic. And you know, the commercial had him doing something he does he wouldn't do. He wouldn't drink Sprite because he wasn't drinking any soda at that point. Okay. And I say, but this was this was back in the day. And he was very uh, specific about what juices he drank, his health. He wanted to win the, you know, the rings he won. He won. Sure. So he was really on it. And everybody was like, why? Why? Um, what is LeBron doing? Like, I mean, then we came, well, what is the agency doing? And then we found out it was Steve Stout's transition or translation agency. Everybody, oh. Uh... And so this whole thing about one transaction. So Tiger, Tiger Wood, that's going to, you know, that's going to go viral on Twitter at some point. Because they're going to say, well, Tiger would, you know, do this. It's not going to be pretty. Tiger would do that. And for black folks, 
you know, he's yeah. definitely said he's not black. He doesn't consider himself black. But oh, you I... have a black character portraying him in a hip hop fashion with a mouthpiece grill that is typically used by um, people in the trap music industry, people in Dirty South. Um, there's so much material in this commercial. Mm. I need to and, see it. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Well, I was going to say, and now when I think about one transaction, you know, it's this consistency, the disingenuousness, I think, that marketing folks have for how smart consumers are and how fast the ecosystem or the zeitgeist or people's in general, people's, I don't know, how, how much, how smart people are, you know, how critical thinking people are today. Because you have to critically think as, you know, I'm going to go to the store. Okay, do I have to bring my hand sanitizer, my mask, and my gun? Or do I bring my boo-boo, <laughs> my, my mask, my hand sanitizer, and my backup mask in case the, the thing on my mask, you know, breaks that I want to come back home? So, like, you have to do all those type of things. One yeah. transaction makes you believe one transaction is going to make or break you. Well, Martin, you got to start somewhere. Woo! Now, Donna Brown, you didn't, you <laughs> sound like somebody who, who has gone through... <laughs> I put them under the... Throw them under the bus, but going to some Jack and Jill meetings. <laughs> Do not throw Jack and Jill under the bus. It's a wonderful organization. And all mm-hmm. I'm saying is... My viewpoint know, is my viewpoint. It's not of Donna Brown. <laughs> the views expressed on this podcast cannot be, uh, yeah, it's Donna Brown. always, always, all of our opinions. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. So the one transaction to close the wealth gap, you know, I, 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 I it's very ambitious. It's very ambitious. I think that, <laughs> I think it's hyperbole <laughs> at best, and and so. But do um, banks do hyperbole? Have we seen banks do a Geico type of commercial yet? You know, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's something that's allowed in the industry. But, are, are bankers allowed to to make fun of stuff? Well, you know, well, you. you you got to start somewhere is all I have to say. And, and you know, who I was not in that marketing room. I don't know how they um, decided about this one. But I think it does encourage. The reality is there is a wealth gap in the race between Black Americans and pretty much everyone else. And, and, and they're varying degrees of success. And so if the campaign is to let people know, Black families, look, there's a wealth gap and we need you to take steps towards closing that. Um, and we think we are here with tools to help you provide it. I don't think that you just um, bombard people with, you know, here's a whole plan. There's a six, seven, 10, 11, 12 step plan to get you on par. Who would do that? Yeah, I agree with you. It's a hundred percent. I think that that's, um, we, we talked about this in another space. Uh, when you talked about, I think it was last night, the days are so flying together. When you talked about, um, on LinkedIn yesterday, there was a, post for Monday about LinkedIn finance 
and one of the suggestions that I kind of slightly misrepresented, I simplified his suggestion, but as I looked at his suggestion, it was definitely more detailed. But basically the suggestion was to take your consumer debt and convert it into um, you will pay off everything you have. That's that's kind of if you have the ability to pay off, pay it off, and then get your mortgage lower. So that in his, what he said was uh, convert consumer debt into mortgage debt. But what he meant was really, and it was you know I I again did the whole one transaction thing. I simplified what that person was saying, but really he was saying <clears throat> because we're looking at a recession, you want to get rid of bills that you don't have that are, that are costing you more in interest rates and your mortgage should be, it may not be, but you no, know, theoretically it should be one of your lowest interest rates things. And then refinance if you can. Um, so you have more cash on hand and then you have debt that you have to pay out every month. But in your expl- explanation of that, it made me think about like why that wasn't a good idea it made me think about, you know, in general, th- this concept of one transaction can impact your family wealth or your legacy. Um, that's definitely true on the bad side. <laughs> like if you did do that, well, what, what we were talking about on um, the other platform and bet all on your house, you know, mortgage, uh, that might be that one transaction that changes your family legacy for the bat for the worst, you know, but one transaction to change your family legacy for the better. If it's not the lotto, I don't really see. I mean, I I can see a pattern changing, you know, a series of one transactions, but you know, that's not sexy. (laughs) Well, I think I agree with what you're saying and I appreciate your openness to see different sides. You always do that. You do it very well because at the end of the day, what works for one is not going to work for all of us. Contrary to some people's belief, all black people are not alike, right? We all have to make decisions based on our specific circumstances and situations. And so with that home situation, whether to refinance or not, and put it together, there's there are arguments that go both ways. And I like that you say that making that one transaction, while the article said that's going to make it, it may not do that. I, will, I would like to just kind of interject here that there's this old saying, and I didn't make it up, it's been around forever, kiss, keep yep. it yep. stupid. Yep. But think but but this the I like to say keep it simple simple. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I was gonna say kiss can 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 be a bad thing too because keep it simple stupid can almost um, connote it, the fact that you are keeping it simple is stupid because sometimes you can keep it simple and it's good and don't be stupid to you know make it complicated but sometimes if out of just sheer convenience lack of information and knowledge, you are keeping it simple, then that might be a stupid move. And so with that refinance situation we were talking about, you just need to know your options. You need to know your options so that you can know whether that's the smart, most efficient way to do it, or whether that's just the simplest, you know, I don't have to think about it way of doing it. 
Now, the second thing I'll say is about this one transaction. When I look at the campaign, it, it really makes me feel a little bit better because it says, you know, One United Bank encourages you to, to claim one transaction that will increase your net worth and create generational wealth. You know, I'm all about generational wealth. And they say that could be a will, a life insurance policy, home ownership, a profitable business, so on and so forth. So I think that again, the one step transaction, the one transaction is is a little bit hyperbole, but it may have been well intended. That's my guess. I don't know. Well, what they're what they're saying on their website is exactly what we thought it was. <clears throat> We are only one transaction away from closing the racial wealth gap. And that can be true. That can mm-hmm. really... Is it Donna Brown, though? No, but think about this. What if your parents... I'm going to give you some what ifs, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if your parents... <laughs> I hear you, Uncle Martin. <laughs> uh, no, no, I was... I, yeah, Bill, that, that was... Just, that, that wasn't on purpose, but that, that did come out like that. But yeah, I guess I'm just doing an <laughs> autopilot. <laughs> it came out kind of like, I don't know about that, but I'm going to listen to you anyway. But I don't, okay, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it ride. So what if your parents happen to have been uh, some of the lucky few who did uh, generate wealth, you know, and they did take the time to take one step and that is to create a will and a trust. I'm going to include that all in one thing, a will and a trust. They took that one step. Now you're born and they don't give access to you until you, you know, do a number of things that they think will make you self-sufficient. You now have your trust fund baby, essentially. And that one step that they took made you the trust fund baby. And that one step that they took enables you to potentially have your down payment for a house that other people couldn't have. And that one step potentially allows you to bankroll the business that people are struggling to get business loans for and or at least collateral for. One step one step of getting a will and a trust when you have done well, I really do believe can impact the next generation's level of um, access to capital and, and all and wealth themselves. Yeah. I mean, um, I think that the concept that, um, So we we are in a very microwave society that really wants to capsulize. We've been told over and over in marketing to capsulize attention. You have six seconds, seven seconds. BBC had the video that was disproven that the uh, human brain is down to eight seconds. Um, The last statistic that people do have that is proven, I believe, is 11 or 12 seconds. So it's still not, you know, good. (laughs) But the point that I wanted to bring out is that that that's the marketing uh, guideline North Star. You got to get people's attention within five seconds of your ad, and I get it. One transaction makes you go, Hoo! and so we're here. We're here now talking, you know, through this process for the last twenty minutes. 
because of this title. So it worked, right? Since in theory. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> and that may be the whole, you know, I would totally be with this if it was the whole point was to get you to stop and, and read. And then, but they, to me, have doubled down and tripled down on this theory that, yeah, yeah, listen, if you get a will, listen, you go get your will. That's going to be that one transaction, my brother. Sister, you go open your investment account. That's your one transaction. Got it. Tomorrow, um, person, uh, unfortunately, uh, does leave the, leave the planet and they have a will. It's contested. Why is it contested? Because it doesn't have this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Or they, um, a family member feels that that person did it under duress. And they go to the register wills, or we have in Philadelphia register our wills, but some cities don't have that. They go to probate, and there's this. And then the witnesses are called that the person is supposed to have on the will that says that they were there to witness the will, and they actually are listed, but they didn't actually weren't physically in the room. Now the will's, you know, invalidated. I like I there there is no simple solution, Black America. That's the problem to me, is that this tries to really, really super, super simplify a solution. There are, as listed, seven things to do. So they could do the seven, the seven steps to generational wealth challenge. Like they could have done, but that's not sexy. One transaction is sexy. So I, I, and they, they triple down on it by saying, yes, this one transaction will change the wealth, the racial wealth gap. And it's almost like you you can't be serious now. <laughs> you know, I get it. It's one transaction. Your name is one United. Ha, got it, got it. Uh, this is not the thing you want to be known for. Like, you, don't want, you don't want to build your brand awareness on, you know, a not well thought out argument, especially when you're talking about something as seriously as a black wealth legacy. And that's where... I feel my age or I feel the ancestors on my shoulder saying, you know, Martin, make sure that people, our people supposed to represent us, take the responsibility they have as serious as it should be taken because they have a unique, they have a uh, New York times uh, columnist, Michelle Singletary. They have Karen Hunter. On this podcast, they have they have a reach. They have a potential reach. Um, fortunately, unfortunately, that may, that may not be happening, but they have the potential there, and so it's a serious responsibility. So the one person that sees this and says, "Oh my God, you know what? Yesterday I filled out my will. I'm on the I am on the racial wealth gap legacy path to now we're going to have wealth in my family." You know, and so there's there's also the other side of the table where it's like no one wants to talk about context and nuance anymore. They just want to do the the soundbite, and then there's the people who just want to be soundbited too. Just like there are people who don't want to be soundbited too. There's people who just make my life easy. Tell me, tell me the one thing I need to do to get this done. Okay, now I can say I got a badge saying, "Look, I I signed up for for my whatever it was, my one." transaction and now i'm one of the paths to a family wealth great okay 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 can i just interject yep. mark okay mm-hmm. okay you are 
Debbie Downer. You're just Debbie Downer. <laughs> okay. I don't care what the ancestors told you. I don't care what your mama told you. I don't care what your daddy told you. You are Debbie Downer. Look, if a person, I'm going to give a, a kind of an analogy here. What if you have a person who needs to lose like a hundred pounds? And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, you've got to do this so that you can, you know, be healthier and have a longer life and close the gap to mm-hmm. the the um, morbidity rate that that does exist between, you know, your population and other pop- people. And you're like, okay, 100 pounds. Uh, you can't even see how that could happen. Okay. And then it is human nature. Some of the best people do this. I shouldn't say human nature. It's a common strategy to say, take one step at a time, take one step at a time. So maybe this week, you know, you cut out sodas. Now, one step towards losing that hundred pounds, are we going to say that you are not in the process of building generational wealth? I mean, the ad says, I'm looking at uh, oneunited.com, what's your one in 21? So maybe maybe they left off, and for good reason, because it could be overwhelming. You know, what's your one in 21? It, 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 you know, they could have said, what's your one in 21? Um, and give us your next 10 for the next 10 years or something. You know, sometimes it's important. You could have said a lot of things, Donna. They chose to say, to your point, Auntie Donna Brown, I wanted to change your title and, and be disingenuous. Um, you know, Auntie, they, they, they said, well, they, what, uh, the part of the site I'm on is oneunited.com forward slash one transaction. I think that's what I'm at. Um, exactly. I can put it in the chat. And so that side of the site is very direct. And, and it builds on the ancestors. It says, according to your Times 1619 project, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, we're, and they put it in black, you know, bold. We are only one transaction away from closing the racial wealth gap. That's not, a, that's not a, uh, you know, a, we could be, you know, you might be, they are saying it 100% one transaction with, to your point, six options of the one transaction to choose from. Now, something I didn't notice till just now was that um, that there is a a little one. So I'm looking for where the little I'm looking for where the little one is at on the document because that usually denotes it's like an asterisk. Right, that's a footnote. Now yes. read the fine print that probably says, you know, this is not the only thing you need to do all of them, but we want you to start. And this is where we suggest you can look while you're looking for that. Let me just say this. I would argue that even the one step alone, like I gave the wills and trust example. And by the way, as someone who is, you know, been a part of that whole wills and trust thing, if you go and you may have two, but if you do it right, the people who are scheduled to what we call take um, under the will to inherit, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you have a clause in there, a non-contestable clause that says if you contest this, you get nothing. So you take away the incentive for people who are actually in that will and or trust to do any contesting. So that's Mm -hmm. number one. And then number two, uh, so a will can take you from one generation to the next because it gives you literally a a box to stand on in the next generation. Number two is the second thing. There's a study by Brookings. 
Yes. And, it, and it says, you know, look, our, the, the wealth, here's, I really believe this is a big part of the wealth gap. Black Americans net worth, 17,150 compared to 171,000 net worth for white Americans. Mm-hmm. What if the one step you took was to buy a house mm-hmm. five years ago? Mm-hmm. And now today, do you think it's possible you could have closed that wealth gap? It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. I know so, so, so I think where we're at is that we, we both agree that the stuff, this information and the impetus behind it is necessary. And I think where we have, uh, where we disunite is what are the repercussions for not laying out the full layout and simplifying it down to the number one and making people believe that one thing can make a huge difference. In fact, they don't say make, they can, it's a, the, the main issue I have, I think, is that as you get closer and closer to this conversation ending and going on to the next news, is like I get where I'm having difficulty with is that it's an affirmative. It's so affirmative. Yeah. And if you do this, this will happen. Almost like an infomercial. Well, it's marketing. And in finance, you know that there are a thousand and one variables. So the better it's best to have as many options as possible that you check those boxes versus you one that? thing. And, and we're black. And here's the other thing about it. You're a black bank and we're black. And we know we have to work 10 times as hard. Honestly, Donna, even with six, they need to have four more. Because <laughs> if, if we're going to change the wealth, you know, racial wealth gap, which in, in Boston is at zero, white families make 27000 Boston had it at zero to eight dollars to zero was a difference. So twenty seven thousand versus black families having zero or eight dollars wealth. But if you had taken the, if your but, but if your parents had taken the one step of having that will and that trust for you, you would have your part would be in trust. You would have never touched it. You would have been born with a hundred thousand. You know, in theory. You know, but but let me ask you this: Would this be more settling to you if it said instead of "What's your one in twenty one? What's your one step towards generational wealth in twenty twenty one?" Um. Yeah, asking people like, "Hey, pick one and and then choose to do one." Well, just just to quanta, just to be really clarifying, because I I get what you're saying. I think that I think this is what I want. I want black people to have all the options. I want you to have the full menu. You know, I want you to have the sides. I want you to have the main course. I want you to have the appetizer. Don't don't dumb it down for us. I think we have proven over and over again that we're smart enough to handle the truth. And this is what even if we if they were talking about life insurance, Donna, or any insurance, you'd have to have. And honestly, you know, I could be a real you know, a real, like you said, a, a Debbie Downer, but I could even be a better, um, better, stronger Debbie Downer by contacting the FDIC and finding out, is this false advertising? Because it, there are certain rules you have to abide by in advertising when it comes to money and finance. 
And I know in insurance, you cannot say X, Y, and Z. So in banking, can you say, if you do this one thing, they, the thing they say is you will change the wealth gap. Not you might, not that, you know, this could be a series of things and da, 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 da. But they have people firmly put out and they went so far as to do a podcast on it. And I'll be that black guy that people will be mad at, but I'll be that black guy. Like, listen, this bank is telling black folks that they need to do one thing and they gonna get wealth and their whole family going to change their whole family history. If they just do this one thing it versus if they listen, black folks, let's take the seven step challenge. Let's take the 10 step challenge, the 10 step to, to black wealth, dot, 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 dot. That's, yes, you're only going to get 20% or you're only going to get like 5% or 3% or whatever. But guess what? Those people will be actually prepared. And then those folks can actually, so we'll have another, you know, I don't know, 400, 7,500 new uh, black millionaires slash, I'm not looking at a million, but I'm looking at 100 millionaires. So like we'll have 750 of those people who are now worth uh, 100 million who can help, as we had when we talked to the Federal Reserve Bank, you know, months ago, we got to have them on this podcast, but we talked to them before, they were like, the, the, the biggest black bank doesn't have the minimal amount of assets on deposits to even qualify to do business loans or take on more assets because they don't loan out enough money. Black banks don't have enough to own deposit to qualify to anywhere close to helping black people because they don't have the deposits to loan ratio. So we got a lot of work to do. It's not going to take one transaction. And that's my thing is that don't lie to us. You know, don't piss on our neck until it's raining. Tell me that, look, you know, <laughs> you got work to do, Negroes. And it's going to take us 10 X's to get, you know, we got to do things 10 times. And we've, we've known this. It's not something we don't know. And I think that would be, it would be cool to hear somebody who has Maxine Waters ear or somebody that's been as, around banking as long as they have to come out and actually tell the freaking truth and say, we're in this dire situation. We've got to take steps one through 10, whether you're a church, a mosque, a synagogue, a temple, or whatever, or you're a bunch of guys hanging out in the corner, or you are a real estate investors, click group on Facebook. We all have to do this 10 things. And that would be that. So I, 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 I think we're, we're back on convergence rather than divergence. And that, and, and from this perspective, what you are saying and suggesting, suggesting, yes, that is a good alternative. That is a good alternative. And um, when you said, is this false advertising? Look, I used to work at the Federal Trade Commission and mm -hmm. that's what they, they look at those things. You know, mm -hmm. are you making false statements and things that you really can't do? Right, right, right. So, so I think the footnote um, piece, um, it, it might go some, some towards what you're saying, but I agree. There is more than one step. And to the extent that it looks like there is only one step, that's not good. People need to understand that it, it, it could be made, there could be more clarity that it's not just one step. Now, 
whether that is I, I now we I'm gonna hit a little divergence again, whether that is a reflection from the marketing perspective on the intelligence of a black person, I don't know. I think that's more of a reflection um of a person of, of people knowing that your demographic who you're marketing to does can only digest a little bit at a time just a little at a time and so let me give them this little bit i think that most any color person would be naive to think that there's one thing you can do to put you on the path you know 100 percent to generational wealth hell yeah yeah it's it's before we uh we got about 15 minutes left or 14 minutes i want to make sure that uh we are um we are able to talk about a couple of other headlines and get those in. So let me get to my list here. Um, the one that I was really interested in getting your input on was uh, this news out of Indiana. And I thought that was something, whoa, a little bit like, hmm, interesting. Um, and it looks like it may have already, no, this is coming out April 11th, so it didn't happen yet. So I'm going to put this in the chat and also in our, in our um, room, just so you know, you can always go to three dots above as a, as a host and moderator, and you can go to three dots above the room and press edit the room while you're doing it live and then go to links and then go to add a link and you can add a link so that the link is there um, in the carousel above the room. And you add the link and then you go back. So this link is from um, the Indiana News. And it's talking about the Indiana Black Expo president will step down in December of 2022. Um, she's led the organization for 15 years. Um, and senior vice president has been chosen another uh, woman has been chose to um, lead in her place. So this is really big news for uh, this expo to me is one of the most steadfast or in memory black expos in the world. The Indiana black expo, the history of it, where it's been at, how it's pivoted. Um, her name's so sorry. The name's Tanya McKenzie is stepping down in December and Alice Watson senior vice president taking over. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious, you know, now she says in here that uh, she's looking forward to working with the board, the staff, and the stakeholders to solidify their place in history uh, for the next 50 years. So I, it sounds like she's going to be chairperson um, it doesn't say in the article what her position is going to be and how can she still <laughs> be working with them, you know, over the, to really push the strategy for the next 50 years. That said, the, in the article, there's a lot of interesting things that she did do, which is purchase a 45,000 45, square feet campus uh, in, the, in, in Indiana um, and made building improvements without a capital campaign, no debt, which is amazing. Uh, distinct recognition by the Obama's Foundation, My Brother's Keepers Alliance as a community watch 
for their work to improve black boys and young men in 2019. I know I'm very well familiar with my brother's Keepers Alliance and the work they do. The completion of a fully equipped state-of-the-art black box theater, usually that means you have a mesh uh, network system. Uh, that's that's another unique thing to do when you have a facility to create a, create a, a black box theater. Usually means it's a square box. Uh, everything's black, the walls, everything. And it's a great um, uh, place to premiere movies and and or to have theater production and stuff like that. The forward thinking of that is really key a lot of times to small theater is where big ideas start. And it's really important for us in the black community to have small theater or black box theaters. Um, the recent launch of the Black Business Training Institute for 120 black business owners in central Indiana. So they've done some really significant things. I just think it's interesting that she is stepping down um, now and I'm curious to see what our resident business strategy person thinks about that. Yeah, you know what? Um, there's no doubt about it. Tanya McKenzie has made a huge impact uh, in Indiana and in this uh, um, Indianapolis surrounding the whole state, uh, probably beyond her borders. This Black Expo is a big, big deal. You're absolutely right. Her accomplishments you know, just because she's stepped, um, uh, stepping down, the accomplishments stay. So now it's just a matter of what is the plan? And I hope, you know, she's talking to people who might be successors or uh, what's the plan to sustain these these different um, vehicles she's put into action. Uh, I, I, I don't know her age. I don't know her situation strategically, I would really need to know a lot more about Tanya and what her personal goals are, because you got to think about it. Uh, you know, if you, everybody uh, grows and needs to move, nobody stays static. And so if she thinks her work is done in this capacity, then, and there's so many other opportunities out there right now, then maybe this is a good move for her. I would need to know what is she doing, maybe being a part of this particular organization is in conflict of something she might want to do. I, I don't know. We need to see, stay tuned and see uh, what comes from Ms. McKenzie. Yep, I agree 100%. was able to pin the link to the room and also put the link in the chat. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be really interesting to watch. But what I do hope, Martin, I just got to say this, you know, is it, it, one of the things I think sometimes as a people, as a group, we want to reinvent something new when really instead of building off of something, you know, and, and I think that it's really going to be pivotal, pivotal, pivotal for them, uh, pivotal. Rather, if for the state, for the stakeholders, the staff, all the people who are there to continue to just kind of carry on what has already been established in terms of impactful programming so that it's sustainable because you don't 
what I would hate to happen is for her to have done all this work, made all this meaningful impact, and then people go a different direction because they want to go with the newest, funnest, whatever thing, and and they don't build on this legacy. These shoulders worked hard, stand on them, and then build also would be my recommendation to that community. But, but who knows what they'll actually do? Yeah. I, I get it totally aligned with what you're saying and um, <clears throat> want to go to our next and final headline. Um, and I mean, just to emphasize or even to add to what you're saying, I think some of the time, some of the, sometimes one of the issues though is that you definitely have difficulty working with someone who is already in the space and does not, share your enthusiasm for what you may see as what's coming for the future for that space. So sometimes it's definitely, you know, you have no other choice but to start something brand new um, in that space. And that's the difficulty I think about being a business as a black business owner is a lot of people are uh, territorial and they do, they don't feel the need to collaborate or they don't trust that they can collaborate and they're going to get a um, return on investment that helps them. But listen to what you're saying, Martin. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. We're never going to be able to build. So essentially, I didn't say that. You said, listen this, to what I said. I said, some people feel I know, that they I know. I, I, I agree with you. I agree mm-hmm. with you. But I guess this is for the listeners. You know, consider what is being said because it's true. To some extent, there's no, I don't like to deal in absolutes. So certainly not always, but it is true to some extent, because if that's the case, we build, we build, we build for the 50 years that we're, you know, on this earth working hard. And then someone comes behind us and doesn't use that to, to, to be the platform that they build on and sustain it and add to it then literally we've got a bunch of short-term or medium, moderately-term projects that looked good but never really soared because the implementation was kind of stunted Wasn't when that there. person, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, one, one of the things about you, which is interesting how you took what I said. So so this is why we work good together as a, as a, a team because what I was saying was, and to the listener, if you're a business owner and some young person or some newbie comes along and says, hey, I like you sell hamburgers. And they say, hey, I'd like to partner with you. I have uh, <clears throat> a plant product that you're, that could supplement your already selling hamburgers. And I like to give you this plant product for only 10% of what it costs me to do. So I'm losing money, but I want to just get the word out. You know what people will say? A lot of times business owners are like, nope, because my audience is da 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 da. They're not open to working together. So my also call to action for the audience is to if you're in a business, be open to change, be open to partnership, be open to collaboration. Because that a lot of times is what to me stifles um our community is that we have so many people who are stuck in the mud that and it's not stuck in the mud in a sense it's a bad way, but they're they're, they're in a position that works for them, and that's what they know. They don't know the new thing. Like what you and I do, we're on this platform. Uh, we're also on the Owl app. 
We're also going to be on another platform. The Owl app is the app we use to do our per minute transaction uh, conversation with, with, with potential clients. And we get paid per minute for that. So we're we're doing multiple. And these are all apps that started within the last six to, to 12 months. You know, these are brand new stuff. Whereas if you're in business and you have a certain amount of customers every week and you know, you know, if you how much meat you buy, you know, how much uh, lettuce, you know, you know, how much mayonnaise, because you're used to getting a certain amount of customers. Now, when the college students come back or high school students summer, it just stuff goes up a little bit. You know that too. But here's this person saying, vegans who normally don't come to your store are now going to come to your store because you got this new plant-based uh, hamburger. That's a that's an unknown variable. That may make fear. That may make uh, anxiety come up. And who wants to deal with that? I get it. But to your point, Donna, we're gonna we're gonna end up having a bunch of half steps that are never a whole complete stairway to owning our own food way to owning our own grocery stores because guess what if this person over here is buying their lettuce from this place and this person is buying their lettuce from that place but they both sell hamburgers just one is plant based and one is meat based they don't ever come together to buy enough lettuce from one black farm or one black grocery store because no one's ever thinking about, to your point, the whole versus each individual part. So I definitely agree with you saying, you know, <clears throat> definitely be open to, to following another path. But if you go to that path to follow it and the gates lock, like, like the, the, the private beaches are, <laughs> you're outside the gate, look at that beautiful beach. Go, man, I wish I could swim. Man, I wish I could be on that beach. <laughs> You know what, Martin, I appreciate you saying that. And again, you know, we're going to come down on the same space on page on this one, because I really, really think that part of that fear um, is not knowing the unknown. And that's where we can make big strides. You know, for me, when I'm doing my um, consultations with people, you know, I believe in intellectual property. I'm a trademark attorney. I always has, have, I also have always resourceful. We find you resources to be able to do what you need to do in business, your one-stop business shop. But the reason I have created these entities is because I don't want people to have fear. I want you to know that if a hand, you have a hamburger stand and somebody else has a veggie stand, a veg, veggie burger, you can work together. I promote collaborations because that is going to help you reduce costs in terms of the suppliers, negotiate better deals, and therefore be able to make a higher profit. I promote ownership. If you think your veggie burger has something really unique about it, maybe you have a trade secret. Maybe you even have a patent or something you need to find. You certainly, with with your with your name, you, you, you trademark it. Your name and the other person's name, trademark it. People can't steal things that you have taken steps to protect. So rather than operating in fear, I think that what we should be, we should encourage people doing, <laughs> is take one step towards learning what the options are and how to protect while you expand and collaborate. Got thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, this is Donna Brown. Auntie Donna Brown, you are the consummate, knowledgeable source 
for a good opinion and even better bad trouble or a good trouble. And I appreciate this platform, Martin, because there, uh, you know, there is no one right way to do things. And of course, on this platform, I'm, I'm not offering legal advice. Yeah, we had the personal consultation, but I'm just really glad that you bring these issues up because people don't know what they don't know. So some of these cycles of, I'm going to call them dysfunction, um, or maybe just limitation, for lack of a better word, they don't know they're in it, Martin. And so I love the way you bring out all of these stories and show and you do these deep dives so people can really get an understanding of there's another way. And maybe which way am I? And now you're well informed. So you can say, you know, when it's your turn, which way, which route you want to take. Got it. Thank you, Auntie. Appreciate you. We'll be back next week with another episode of Black Business Reports. Stay tuned. Please be safe out there. And as always, stay black. All right, y'all. See you later.